Okay, good morning everybody and Rafaelik and Zos Chanukah. Today's daf is Nidarim Daf Samach Beis. We are holding on the very top of Daf Samach Beis. I'm Today's year sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children and Lila Nishmas' mother, Goldabas Simcha Shalom. Also by Yael and Yosef Gurevich in appreciation of their children's Rebbeim and Marot. Also by Avi and Esti Goldstein and family, Lizecha Nishmas, their beloved son, Zachary Goldstein, my dear Talmud Chaim Tzvi Ben Avram, on his fourth yard site, which is on Wednesday. Also by Simeon Moshe Kleinman, Lila Nishmas, Moshe's grandfather, David Levi Ben Yitzchak HaKohen, whose yard site was last night, the eighth night of Hanukkah. His yard site is today, so the Shem Shem we thank all of the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So what we're going to discuss today is first we're going to talk about how uh, once they would put the knives away from cutting the te'enim, then, uh, then everything becomes hefker. Then all the te'enim become, become hefker. So the Gemara is going to have three stories that relate to that idea that items become hefker once you get to that point in the season. Then the Gemara is going to talk about how learning Torah should be done the Shema, meaning because the third of those stories relates to Rabbi Tarfun getting some benefit from his Torah learning, so the Gemara is going to talk about how when a person learns Torah, it should not be the shame covered or anything else, it should be totally the shame Shemayim. Then the Gemara is going to talk about uh, when, uh, when a Tamil Chacham is allowed to inform people of his status and when he's not. I Meaning, even though you're supposed to be the Shemayim, you're not supposed to go around bragging, but if a person is Tamil Chacham, sometimes he's allowed to let people know who he is. And the Gemara is going to talk about how Tamidi Chachamim and Kohanim both go first, whether it be in a, in, in a court, if two people show up for a Din Torah, Tamil Chachman and Kohen go first, or Kaldavr Shebekedusha, that uh, they have Kedima. And then right before the Mishnah, we're going to have on Ahmed Beis, two things that a Tamil Chachman can say in order to exempt himself from having to pay taxes. One, uh, one more surprising than the other. And then in the Mishnah on Ahmed Beis, the Mishnah is going to talk about what people mean when they take a neder ad hakotzir. When is that exactly? Or if they say ad hagishamim, when exactly is that? That uh, they intend to uh, to include what time period do they intend to include in their nether? So uh, all of that is today. So let's begin top of Samach Beis Amud Aleph on uh, at uh, Tana. So we had mentioned uh, yesterday that when they fold up the uh, the knives that they would use to cut the uh, to cut the, uh, the 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 te'enim after they were dried. So that's the end of the zmana kayits. So uh, so the Mishnah, so we're gonna, the Gemara brings a brisa that tells us other things. One other halacha that relates to this. Man. So Tana hook below Rova Mixos when they uh, when they when they fold them up. So Mutaros Mushum Gazal, the other Te'enim that still remain in the field and still remain on the trees is not a violation of Gazal to take them because we assume that the Bailim are Miyayish from them at that point, that it's already the end of the season, they're not going to be picking them and gathering them anymore at that point, and therefore Paturus Minamaisros, since it's Patamishum Gazal, so it means it's Hefker, therefore it's Pata from Maisros. We darshan uh, by Maisros who that the Levi gets uh, his Meiser because he's otherwise but something that is such as Hefker where it's open to him as much as it is to anybody else then there's not going to be a Chiyuv of Meiser so the Gemara brings three stories that relate to this uh, to this topic Rabbi Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda 
Lahu Asra. Story number one is that Rabbi and Rabbi Yisra Rebuda both went to a particular location. At this time of the season. So Rabbi Kava Achil, Rabbi started eating from the Te'enim that were still remaining in the fields because it's Hefker. Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah Lo Achil, but Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah would not eat from the Te'enim that were still in the fields. So the Tzfaris Sion explains that Rabbi would dafke eat it because he wanted to be malami to the Talmidim that there is such a halacha, that it's patah from Maisos and that it's Hefker and that you're allowed to eat it. But once Rabbi was dafke eating it, Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah didn't need to teach the halacha and therefore he was b'imidus uh, chasidus he refrained from eating it because the halacha was already being taught by the fact that Rebbe was eating it. So Asam Maron, the uh, owner of the, field, of the field where the Te'inim were, came, He said, why are the Rabbanan not eating? Meaning he noticed that Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudha wasn't eating. So he said, why are the Rabbanan not eating? It's a little bit strange. So why are the Rabbanan not eating? In plural, it should be, why is the rabbi not eating? The just singular Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudha. So the Rashash writes, he must have not seen that Rabbi was eating. He saw that Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudha was not eating and he must have figured the two of them were together, that Rabbi was not eating either. The Tiferes Tzion, he says differently, he says, no, Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah must have come with the Shamash. We don't mention the Shamash because he was not a chash of a person in the story, but uh, there must have been someone else with Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah as well. So anyway, so the, the fellow on the field said, why aren't you eating? So after all, we're at the point in the season where the Peros Taka become after. And even after that invitation from the Bala Sada, Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah still would not uh, would not eat from it because Kasavar Misham Sanyus Milsu the comrade in Gavra. He thought that the person was saying this uh, with a certain sense of cynicism. What the fellow was saying was that you rabbi said that all this stuff is hefker just so that you can eat whatever you want. So why aren't you taking advantage of uh, of the uh, law that you made just for you know just so that you could benefit and just so you could eat whatever you want? So he wanted to make it clear that uh, they didn't say this idea that it becomes hefker just so that they could eat the payros. They thought that. That's generally the uh, the sense that people make it hefker, but uh, but he wasn't going to personally benefit from it at all. So that is story number one. Story number two. Rabbi Chama, Rabbi Chanina, Iklo Lahu Asher. Rabbi Chanina went to a particular place. Again, at this point in the season, where all of the teinim were to were going to become hefker. Savaka Achil, he uh, ate from the teinim that were left in the field, and Yav Achil, and he gave some to his shamish, and the shamish wouldn't eat it. So so Rabbi Chama said to his shamash, Echol, you should eat it. You don't have to worry about anything. I have a tradition from Rabbi Yossi in the name of his father, in the name of Rabbi Yossi himself, that at this point in the season, it's already it's already potter from uh, from Meiser. So uh, the, uh, the, the, the understanding is uh, that uh, we had said before that the reason Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yudha didn't eat in the first story is because uh, he was a Midas Chasidus that he was observing and it was okay for him to have a, such a Midas Chasidus because Rebbe was already Melamed the Halacha so if that's the case asks the Tiferes Tzion if I'm correct that there is such a thing that it's a Midas Chasidus not to eat so what, what, is, uh, what does Rebbe Chama want from his Shamash uh, the guy is keeping a Midas Chasidus why do you uh, insist that he goes and eats he's not eating he's observing a Midas Chasidus why would you push him not to keep a Midas Chasidus so Tiferes Tzion explains because he understood that uh, the, the, the Shamash was not doing it mitam midas chasidus because he knew the Shamash wouldn't observe a midas chasidus when his Rebbe standing right in front of him is not observing that midas chasidus. Shamash must have thought that it was Asr min hadin. So if your Rebbe is doing something that's Asr min hadin, it does not give you license to violate that which is Asr min hadin. But if your Rebbe is not observing a midas chasidus, it's a chutzpah 
to go observe that mitzvah chasidus in front of the Rebbe. Remember, Shechta told us if you're ever in a shul where if you have a minute that you stand, you try to be makbit to stand for the entirety of Kriyas Torah, and you're in a shul and the rabbi doesn't stand for the for the Kriyas Torah, so you should sit. You shouldn't observe a mitzvah chasidus in front of uh, front of someone who's uh, in a position of authority or whatever. So uh, so that's a Sarbi Chama understood that there's no way the uh, the shamish was observing a mitzvah chasidus in front of him. It must be that he was choshesh meikra adin, and that's why he told him that you have nothing to worry about. And now the third and most uh, famous of the three stories. Rabbi Tarfan was uh, found by a certain guy uh, while he was eating te'enim that were left in the field after the point of time where they're assumed to be hefker. The guy grabbed Rabbi Tarfan, threw him in a bag, and he slipped him down to the river and he was going to throw him in the river. He was going to drown him in the river. So Rabbi Tarfan said, that this is my end. This guy is going to be the one to kill me. Shamahu Gavra, the guy heard him say, Wait, who are you? Tarfon? He said, he heard him say that it's Rabbi Tarfon. So Shafke Varak. So right away he let him alone and he uh, he ran away. He couldn't believe that uh, it was Rabbi Tarfon that he had uh, that he had taken. What's this Lashon Shazeh Horgo that this guy is going to be the one to kill him? So Ben Yoyada writes, Rabbi Tarfon was upset about the fact that a Hediot was going to kill him and that he wasn't so to be among the Asara Ruge Malchus. At least if he's going to die, let it be with the Kiddushim let it be with something that's uh, significant. The Marsha says he didn't say, Tarfonani al Taharguni. I am Rabbi Tarfon, don't kill me. He said, Oilo le Tarfon, because he was upset that he was being killed by Adam. So it turns out that the Horeg is going to be Ne'enash al Yado, because Gemara and Shabbos says, Kol al Yado, meaning because of Rabbi Tarfon's presence, this guy is committing a crime. And since this guy is committing a crime, he's going to be punished. And the Gemara and Shabbos says anytime someone else is punished on account of you, you don't get allowed into the Mechitz of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's why he says Oilo L'Tarfon, woe unto Tarfon I'm not going to be allowed into Mechitz of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shezeh Horgo because this guy is going to be Nana Shal Yadi because this guy is going, to be, uh, is going to be punished as a result of what he did to me. So anyway, but the fellow heard that it was Rabbi Tarfon so he left him alone. So I'm Rabbi Yavon Mishom Ben Gamliel Rabbi Yavon said in the name of Rabbi Ben Gamliel called Yamav Shalos HaTzadik Hayimitztair El Dovarzeh that uh, throughout the rest of uh, Rabbi Tarfan's life, he was always upset about this incident. Omar Oili Shinishtamashti Bikisra Shal Torah, that he thought that it was inappropriate that he, util- he used the fact that he learned Torah as a, as a way to save himself, that uh, he should not have used the Torah as a way to, uh, to personally benefit in his own life. Now, it was Pikoch Nefesh, Gemara is going to discuss what were his other options. But that was uh, that's a, he was very upset that he had to use the Kisra Shel Torah. This is one of the stories that the Rambam quotes in the Pirush Hamishnayos and Pirkei Avos when the Rambam has that long piece about how a person is not allowed to take money to learn Torah and a person can't tell other people to support him so that he could learn Torah. And this was never the derech of the uh, Tanaim and the Amaraim. They worked hard in order to make a living, and then they were mostly nefesh to learn Torah. They had no expectations of other people giving them anything. And Adraba, they would never use their Torah to uh, to, to benefit at all. Even Rabbi Tarfon. To save his own life was uh, was so upset that he used <coughs> the Kisra Shal Torah. So of the many sto- sources in Chazal that the Rambam brings, this is one of them. If someone utilizes the Kisra Torah, 
He's going to be grabbed or uprooted from this world. He's going to die in Misa Meshuna. How do I know that? Kalvachomer. It's a Kalvachomer. Mar Balshatzar Shenishtamish Blikei Kodesh. That the Balshatzar used the Kalim of the Beis Hamikdash. Shenasu Kleichol. And as soon as he used them, he violated Meilus, so they become Kleichol. The story of Balshatzar is in Sefer Daniel, in the fifth part of Sefer Daniel, that he was a Melech Bavel. He made a big party on the day that he overpowered the Malche Paras. And uh, at the time of the uh, party, he took out the Klei Hamikdash that were t- taken by Nebuchadnezzar, by his father Nebuchadnezzar, and he used them and he drank from them. So uh, and then a, a hand appeared out of nowhere and wrote something on, uh, on the wall that he didn't understand. So he, he was shaken and his knees were shaking. He didn't know what was going on and a hand came and wrote something on the wall. That's where the expression comes from, handwriting on the wall, right? So uh, because there was, uh, there was just handwriting that came on the wall and uh, none of his chacham were able to interpret what happened until they brought Daniel and Daniel told him that since you were, didn't humble yourself in front of HaKadosh Baruch and you were using the Klei HaKodesh or the Beis HaMikdosh for yourself, so the Malchus is going to be taken away from you, it's going to be given back to the Malchus Madei and Paras, and you're going to lose everything. And that night, Baal Shetzar was killed. And the Malchus went to Daryavesh to the Melech Paras. So that was it. It was over for Baal Shetzar. But uh, so because of that, meaning that the, the Kalvachomer is, he used clay Kodesh and they became clay Chol. Shinamar, and here's a great Tafyom Quintus for Zos Chanukah, Uvo, Pritzim Vechililuha, that the Pritzim came and they were Mechalel. So you see that they have the ability when they use the Kalim to be Mechalel the Kalim. So Kim Shapirzim Nasu Chol, that you see, the Chililuha means that they don't remain in their Kedusha. And they're coming out. Because of that, Balshatzar was nekram in olam. Dixiv babalele katul Balshatzar. That very night, he was uh, he was killed. So mishtamish bekisra shel Torah. Someone who utilizes the kesser Torah shuchai v'kayim liolam that never becomes chol. It, rem- it retains its kedusha forever, more so than the klei hamikdash. Allah has come of a All the more so that such a person is going to be nekram in olam. The Yaakov explains that the dafka says kesser Torah, which is kayim liolam, because Rabbi Tafrin was a kohen, so we all. So he had two ksarim. He also had the keser kuna, but keser kuna is not necessarily kayim liolam. You're, you're able to be mechalel the keser kuna. Kohen marries a grusha, and then his son is not going to be a kohen. His son is going to be a chalal. So there's a way to be mechalel the keser kuna. The keser Torah you can never be mechalel. So that's why it's chay v'kayim liolam. So Allah is kama v'kama. A person is going to be nekar mina olam for utilizing the keser Torah. So the gemara goes back to the story with Rabbi Tarfon. Rabbi Tarfon kimdchi achil. Since he was eating at a time where it was already everything was already hefker, I might What did the guy want from him? Everything was hefker already. Why was the guy schlepping him in a bag and throwing him in the river? So it says no, because there's a backstory that Rabbi Tarfin apparently was not even aware of. Mishum Dahu have a ganvi He was the victim of a lot of theft. People were stealing his grapes all year long, way before anything was hefker. They came into Ashkenaz Rabbi Tarfan and he saw Rabbi Tarfan eating his figs, Savar Hainu de Ganvan, he figured that must be the Ganav that's been stealing his grapes all year long. So, Yachi, if that's the case, that the Bala Sada assumed that he was stealing everything all year long, a Maitzir and Afshay, why was Rabbi Tarfan so upset that he used the Kisra Shal Torah to save himself? He had no other option. You know, I understand very well if uh, the person was just bothered by the fact that he was eating the figs, so instead of using the Kisra Shal Torah, he should have just said, I'll pay for them. 
and he should have paid for the figs. But if uh, the guy was interested in getting paid back for all the grapes of all the whole year, so that's not a bitar for Zacharias to pay for all of that. So he had no choice but to use the Kisra Shel Torah. So it says, Marmish from Zarbitafer and Asher Gadol Hava, Vavale Lefaiso Bedanin. He should have paid for them. He should have paid for all the grapes because he was a very wealthy person. He could afford it and it's worth it. It's worth spending an exorbitant sum of money if you can afford it rather than being Mishtamesh Bikisra Shel Torah. So uh, Tanya, we have a, a Brisa that supports this idea that a person is not supposed to utilize Torah for his own benefit. It sounds like you're supposed to do things from Avas Hashem, not from Ava of, uh, of oneself. So the Tana explains that it's all referring to Limur HaTorah. A person should not say, oh, I'll learn Mikra, I'll learn Torah, so that people will call me a Chacham, and then the people will give me Kavod. Eshna, I'll learn Mishnayis, I'll learn Torah Shvalpeh, Shikru Uni Rabbi, so that people will call me Rabbi, and, uh, they'll, uh, and they'll give me all sorts of gifts or whatever. Ashanin, I'll learn, I'll teach Torah to other people. Shayazakin, they should be yeshiva, so I can expand my influence. I'll, uh, they'll appoint me a rosh yeshiva. I'll be have so many talmidim. Lamon ma'ava, a person should learn only for avas Hashem. V'sofa kavod lavo, and then in the end the kavod will come. Shenamar, because the pasuk says kashrei malas pasachah, you should tie the divrei Torah onto your fingers, that you should hold on to them. Kasva maluach libecha, you should write them on the uh, on the luach of your heart. That should be the uh, the uh, your heart should be the parchment of the uh, the Torah shabal that you should be fully connected to the Torah. Va'omer, Tracha Darchi Noam, and its ways are pleasant. Va'omer, it's Chaim in the Machazikim Bav, Samachem Ushar, will be in Eitz Chaim. Those who support it are going to benefit greatly. So the Torah itself has its own, it will make a lasting impact, but a person's kavana should be just to connect to the Torah, to learn Torah, Lishma, not to learn Torah for the sake of any kavod. It's almost a little bit disappointing, though, no? It says, don't learn Shiyakruni Chacham, don't uh, learn Mishnayis Shiyakruni Rabbi, don't, uh, you know, uh, teach Torah Shia Just learn Me'ava. I would have stopped it right there, right? And then it says, "Oh, and Vesofa covered Lavo." But don't worry, you're gonna get you're gonna get the covered in the end. Doesn't that ruin the whole thing if, uh, if you have this promise that you're gonna get the covered in the end uh, anyway? So in the Eitzio Sef, he says there are two types of covered. There's covered that the Olam is mechabed a person, and there's covered that's not a covered uh, for people. It's just that he's mechubad, that a person in his own is a person of uh, of dignity. So someone uh, who's always looking to uh, to to, to uh, elevate himself and to uh, to raise his own uh, level of ruchnius, that's the proper kind of kavod. He's elevating his own dignity, and that's the kavod that's promised. Sofa kavod lavo for someone who's osik petor l'shma. There is no promise that a person who's osik petor l'shma that people are going to be mechabed him, that uh, people are going to be throwing gifts at him, that people are going to stand up for him. But he's the sense of his own self worth, the sense of his own dignity, the sense of his own connectedness to the ribbon shalom. That's the kind of kavod that sof- that sofa kavod lavo. So Bryce tells us Vaiter of Lazar Rabbi Tzadik Omer, Asid Dvarim L'Shem Pa'alam. Person should uh, should do things L'Shem Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hakadosh Baruch Hu told you, so you do things for Him. V'Daber Behem L'Shmam. And everything, you know, all the different Torah that you speak should be L'Shem Torah, just to understand the Torah and not to use it as any sort of tool to weaponize it against other people or anything of that nature. Use it just 
to to uh, to understand the Torah as best you can. Al tasei matorah l'skadol behem. Don't use the Torah as a keser and as an atara a crown for your head. It shouldn't be the purpose of your limud Torah should not be to receive kavod. Al tasei kardom and it shouldn't be a, a tool through which you uh, you get parnasa, as if it's just a way through which you can make some money. But kavuchomer, and again the, we say the kavuchomer. If Balshazar was using clay kodesh, that anyway, as soon as he used them, they turned into clay chol, and yet he was nekamina olam. Havishayish bekisur shatorah alachs kamav kama. Someone is mishtamish bekisur shatorah. All the more so uh, that he's going to be nekamina olam. However, despite that, says the Gemara, there is a t- there is a time that a talmud chacham can let people know that he's a talmud chacham. Amar Rava, shari lelinish ledui nafshe baasra delo yadile. A person can let his himself be known. Let it be known that he's a talmud chacham in a place where they don't recognize him, so that they should not be, so that they will not be mezalzel in his kavod, and then ultimately they will be punished on account of the fact that they are being mezalzel in his kavod. That's how the rush explains over here. That's why he has to let it be known because otherwise people are going to treat him with disrespect, and as a result of that, they're going to get punished for treating a talmud chacham with disrespect. So he should let it be known who he is. The famous story of the chavetz chaim on the train, right, where he spoke, uh, you know, ill of himself, and the guy was mevazin him, so the Chavetz Chaim supposedly said at the end of that story that uh, that now I learned I shouldn't have uh, spoken ill of myself. So uh, that's what they point out, that probably that story is not true, because of course he knew that already. It's not, it's not Shaykh, but he would have thought up until then that you're allowed to speak uh, that you're allowed to speak badly about oneself. So anyway, the Rav Yosef Engel in the Gulyon Yashas points out, but if that's the Svar, if the Rush is correct, then it's because people are going to be nanash for treating him disrespectfully, so it's not just Mutulah it's he, he should have an obligation to be uh, to be modia, and he points out that in Shuvas Harashmi he says exactly that that uh, that they, they can't be mevater on uh, the basic level of decency and kavod, which by not letting it be known they might end up uh, causing other people trouble. The pasuk says Ovadia says to Eliyahu va'avducha yireyas Hashem urav. Ovadia says to Eliyahu the navi Ovadia says to Eliyahu that I've been a yirei Hashem since uh, since my youth. So uh, so you see. He was telling that Elio so that he shouldn't be disrespected. What was the story? What, what context was Avadia telling Elio that I'm a Yerei Hashem? So this is from Sefer Malachim Aleph. Avadia appears uh, also in Sefer Avadia. There's a book called Avadia. We just had it at Torah. It's one chapter. So we read, we learned the entire Sefer Avadia one Shabbos, only if you paid attention to the Torah. If you didn't pay attention to the Torah, then you didn't learn Avadia. But, uh, but the Sefer Avadia, there's a, there's a funny Ibn Ezra. The Ibn Ezra says that it's not Shaykh, that it's uh, the same Avadia, the Malachim Aleph and the Navi, because uh, Malachim Aleph, he says, I'm a Yerei Elohim. If he was a Navi, you know, he buried the lead. He should have said, I'm a Navi, right? Why is he only saying that he's Yerei Elohim? I don't know why it didn't occur to the Ibn Ezra that maybe he later became a Navi, you know, that, uh, but uh, Pashtun says that it's the same Avadia. But the story was, then, the days of Achav, so everyone was being over the Zara, and, uh, and Elio Navi was Misnavi, that uh, the rain is going to stop and there's going to be a famine, and Achav was looking for Elio all over the place, and Elio was in hiding. And then in the third year, 
Hashem came to Elio and said, Go make yourself, go, go to Achav, you should now appear to him, and then I'm going to give some rain. And Elio goes and he finds Ovadia, who was the Mamuna al Besamelech, he was a per- person in position of authority, and Ovadia was a very, was a tremendous Yereshamayim. So Elio says, Go tell Achav that Hine Eliyahu, that Eliyahu is here. So Ovadia says, Machatasi, what did I do wrong to you that you're giving me such a shlichus that I'm going to go tell Achav that Elio is here? And then what's going to happen? I'm going to go tell him that you're here, and then uh, you're going to run away, and you're not going to be here, and then I'm going to get killed. He said, I really didn't do that. I'm a Yurei Hashem, I've been a good, I've been a good boy my whole life. So Achav says, I'm a Yurei Hashem, because he didn't want Elio to mistreat him, to put him in this terrible position. So he said, I promise, I'm a Yurei Hashem. So uh, says, So, but wait, if you're allowed to tell people that you're a Tamachacham, that you're Yurei Hashem, so why was Rabbi Tarfan so upset about the fact that he let himself be known, so that he wouldn't be mistreated? You're allowed to let yourself be known, so you don't get mistreated. So the Asher Gadol Hayivavle No, because like we said before, he was a very wealthy person. There was another way. There was another way to avoid that mistreatment, and that's by paying. And he should have paid his way out of it. So Rava Rami, Rava asked the following stira. Once we mentioned that Ravadia says to Eliyahu that he's a Yirei Hashem. Va'avducha Yirei Hashem in Urav. So there's a stira. On the one hand, Ravadia says to Eliyahu that I've been a Yirei Hashem my whole life. Uksiv, but the pasuk in Mishlei tells us Yalel Chazar Picha. Let someone else praise you. You shouldn't be the one to praise yourself. So why is uh, Ovadia the one to praise himself? So says Gemara, there's a difference. When you're not allowed to praise yourself, that's talking about where people already know you and no one seems to think too highly of you. So you don't go around saying, well, you guys are all wrong. I'm really great. But if they, they simply just don't know who you are, so uh, that, then you're allowed to, uh, to introduce yourself and say who you are. I'm a Rava. Shari Rava tells us that Tzumar Abana is allowed to say Tzumar Abana, Shari Tzumar that I'm a Tzumar Abana, so allow me to go before other people for my Din Torah, so that I shouldn't be Batel Mili Mudai. There's a Tshuva in the Shraga Meir, one of the contemporary Tshuva Svarim, where a Kolal guy says, can I just cut lines in stores because, you know, I'm a Tzumar Abana, so like I'm supposed to go first. That's uh, the Din that I'm supposed to go first. So he discusses whether this idea that they... Uh, face it when two people come to Dintar and Tamachacham goes first is only if they both come at the same time but if one came uh, earlier so then obviously the one that comes earlier goes first but uh, there's, a, there's a natural Kadima to the one who's actually Kadim but, uh, but if uh, everyone comes at the same time so then the Tamachacham will go first David Kohanim it says that the Bnei David uh, were Kohanim which is obviously not true they're from Shevet Yehuda they're not Kohanim so what the Pasuk is telling us is that since they were Tamid Chachamim they had a Din like uh, like Kohanim, and uh, the Tzfaris Sion points out that Davka teaches us this in the context of the Bnei David to let us know their Chasidus that even though they were Bnei Melech, they were not Makbid on their cover; they were only Makbid on the cover of the Torah. Meaning they could have said, "We are royalty, and that's why we go first But it wasn't because of that. Uh, that alone, that they would not have been Makbid on. But it's the cover of the Torah. So Mak Kohen Brosh, just like a Kohen comes before anybody else. Saf Tamuchachem Brosh, Tamuchachem also could be Toveya that, uh, that his Din Torah should come first. In uh, the Mishnah at the end of Masechus Horios, it says that it's not just that a Tamil Chacham is like a Kohen, but Afilu Mamzer Tamil Chacham Kodem Kohen Gadol Ama Aretz. 
So it sounds like Tamachachim even goes before, meaning if the two of them come, it sounds like Tamachachim would even go before a Kohen, the Kohen Minalan. But where do we know this din by a Kohen in the first place, that a Kohen goes first? Because the Pesach says, makriv, that you have a mitzvah v'kidashto on Kohanim. Anything that matter that relates to Kavod and Kedusha, we should be Makdim a Kohen. Uh, and that includes Liftoach Rishon in Kriyas Torah, he should be the first one to uh, to, to be Poseach, to read the, the, the first, uh, the first uh, Aliyah. That's how the Ran says, not to be confused with Ran, that's how the Ran says, but the, the, uh, the, the, the Rush uh, says, uh, says differently. The Rush says that, uh, that it doesn't mean to get the first Aliyah, it means to be the first one to Darshan, that whenever you have a, you have a, a list of speakers who are going to speak, so you put the first one to Darshan, should be the Kohen. Uh, they usually do the opposite, right? They usually put the keynote at the end. They want everyone to stay. So they, uh, they put the lesser speakers first. But uh, if, it's, if it were considered a Kavod to speak first, so then the, uh, the, first, uh, the first one to Darshan should be, uh, should be the Ftach Rishon. Ulevarik Rishon, the first person to lead Birch Samazon, Vlitamani Yafa Rishon, and the first person to take a Mani Yafa to uh, that, uh, that, that if there is splitting something between the Yisrael and the Kohen, they split into two pieces, and the Kohen should get the choice of which piece to take. He should get the first, uh, first option of which item to take. So that's, uh, the, the, so, so, uh, so that's what a person is allowed to say, I'm a Tabachacham, in order to, be, to get his Kedima that he's entitled to. Now the Gemara is going to tell us two things that a Tabachacham could say in order to exempt himself from having to pay taxes. Amar Rav, Tabachacham is allowed to say and that lo yehivna karga, that I'm not going to give the taxes, I'm not going to pay taxes, and you can't be mechaiv him to pay taxes. And we learn this from the fact that Korish Melech Paras was mitzavet to his avadim not to impose taxes on the Anshei Knes Sagadola. because the Pasuk in Ezra writes that minda below v'halach lo shalut mirma alehun, that we don't have a right to be matil on these three, uh, to be matil these three things. V'am Rav what are these three things? They're different types of taxes that the Anshei Knes Sagadola were potter from. Minda zumenas hamelech, that's a tax that's set up to take, that the king takes from the karkaos. Below Zekes of Gulgalta, that's the tax on uh, the a head tax for each and every individual that belongs in the Medi- that, that lives in that Medina. That's uh, that's a citizen of that Medina. They have to pay a head tax. Vahalach zu Arnona, and that's Arnona. Arnona is the suuda that the king. Now, when the king would travel around uh, the country, so they would prepare suudos in every city that he would go through. So, since the Tamachacham is potter from these things, a person's allowed to say, "I don't want to pay taxes," in order that they shouldn't take his money away from him because he's uh, he's authorized to not pay these taxes because he is a uh, he's a Tamil Chacham. The, uh, the the type of Tamil Chacham that's included over here in Mukayasi points out is Dafka Vis Tarasa Umnaso, if he's someone who learns all day, that that's his uh, his entire entire livelihood, that he doesn't also work on the side. It doesn't sound a function of Torah knowledge uh, only, it's a function of pure and complete dedication of all of his time to uh, to Talmud Torah. Also allowed to say, and this one is even more surprising. I, by, by the way, the Gemara in the first paragraph of Basra says that the reason Tamil Cham don't have to pay certain taxes 
is because the taxes go to pay for protection. They go to pay for a police force and a wall around the city and things like that. But we assume, in a very literal sense, we assume that uh, Talmud Chacham's Torah will protect him, that he doesn't need all the normal forms of protection. So it's considered that he's not benefiting from those services. If it's a tax that pays to pave the roads, or it's a tax that pays for a garbage pickup, or uh, other you know, services that the government provides, that for sure Talmud Chacham has to pay for, because he benefits the same way everybody else benefits from that. But what, that which uh, pays for the army and for uh, for the police and for everything else that provides uh, protection for a person, so that's where the Talmud Chacham was uh, was exempt from. So anyway, Vama Rava. So the more surprising shita of Rava is Sharlin Sumer Abanan the Meimar. Sumer is allowed to say Talmud Chacham is allowed to say. That I am an Eved to the Kohanim of Avodazara, to the priests of Avodazara that were Oved Eish, that were uh, that would worship fire, and therefore Lo Yehivna Karga, because I, I have a clergy exemption. Really, what kind of clergy are you? Yes, I'm a clergy in the worshippers of fire uh, religion, and he's allowed to say that in order to to uh, get out of paying the taxes, because apparently worshippers of fire clergy were uh, were free from paying taxes. You don't have to worry about. Hashem, that it looks like you're being Oved Avodah So the Ran writes that the Heter is, that since he's saying Eved Ha'esh Hineni, that I am an Eved of Eish, in, in his heart he should have in mind L'Shem Shemaim, that Ki Hashem Elokecha that he's really referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that I am an Eved of Eish, of uh, that which is called an Eish Uchla, of the Ribbon of Shalom. And he says, maybe Rava uh, Davka said it's Sumer Rabban is allowed to say this to say a greater Chiddush, that even a Talmud Chacham is allowed to say this, and you don't have to worry about Echil Hashem. But for sure, other people who are uh, are, are allowed to say it, because it's, uh, it's obvious that they're only doing it to be exempt from the uh, from the taxes. That's how the Ran writes. The Rush and other Rishonim say that, no, it's not even a Tzumar it's Davka Tzum Rabban could say it because there's no chashash that it's going to cause uh, that, that, that he's going to be any more mezalzel in Avodah But if other people start saying that, yeah, I'm an Eved of this Avodah of these Kohanim of this Avodah so we're more concerned that they're going to start to uh, take on some of those practices and they're going to start to, uh, to to veer toward those things. That's why the person has to be careful that we try to stay as far away from anything related to Avodah as we uh, as we possibly can. That's why this whole Din is such a uh, surprise. I get so many shadows this week. Can I go look at the lights? You know, all these uh, beautiful lights that are all over the place. Can I, you know, take my children and go uh, look at these? Uh, so, uh, you know, it, is it is it mamish uh, to Krovis of Adazar? No. Does it even have any religious significance in their religion? No. Uh, but. But we don't do that. <laughs> you know, that's uh, you know, you're gonna put, you're gonna connect to something that's uh, that, that people do in their uh, in their service of the, or they perceive that they're doing it in the service of their religion, uh, which is avodah to us. Certainly, it's probably avodah to them also, but it's certainly avodah to us. So that's uh, that's not appropriate. So my time. But anyway, so why why are you allowed to do this? Why is a guy allowed to say that I'm an evit to, to the kohanim of Eish? So He's just saying to to pater himself from the tax, and everyone knows it. It's just like a form Formality that you have to say it in order to get off the get out of the taxes. Ravashi Avalehu Abba. Ravashi had a certain forest, Zabni the Benura, and he sold it to the base Haesh, meaning the Avodazara, where the uh, where where the method of worship was to be uh, was to light fires for it. So Amalei Ravina Ravashi. Ravina says Ravashi, How could you do that? There's Lufneiver on a guy also, right? So how could you uh, sell the Avdevodazara such a, such a thing? The Achronim say. 
what's the issue? They, they could get the Eitzim from elsewhere. Lifneiver, the Gemara Nevo Dezar tells us only when the person has no access to the Avera any other way, when it's Treabri Dinara. But this is Chalabri Dinara. So that's what the Maritzchi is called from the Yad Malachi. Yeah, but uh, as the Balei Atosos point out, there's still an Isra Midra Banan of Mesayel day over Avera, that even if they can get it from somewhere else, you're not supposed to be Mesayeya. Problem is, does Mesayeya apply to Anachri? That's not so Pashat. That Lifneiver Daraisa applies to Anachri. Mesayeya, according to the Shach and Dalim Rav, doesn't even apply to Yisrael Mumar. It doesn't even apply to Yisrael who's not interested in Torah mitzvahs. Okay, so that's uh, some question. But they ask, uh, isn't it a violation of Lifneiver Sit in Michshal? So I'm like, Rov Eitzim Lasaka Nitnu. Fascinating Chiddush in Lifneiver. He says they also need wood to heat their homes. It's freezing outside, right? So they need wood to, to make fires in their, in their homes, to heat their homes. So uh, they, they use it for non-Avodazara purposes also. So do you know what they're using it for? No. It could be that they're using it for Avodazara purposes, but that's good enough. The fact that they might be using it for non-Avodazara purposes is apparently good enough, uh, is, is enough of a hatter to sell them something that they may very well actually use for Avodazara, and that takes away the Lifneiver. So it seems like a Yisadistika line over here right before the Mishnah. Okay, so now we move on to the next Mishnah. Person takes a nether ad hakotir until the harvest, or that that means ad sheyaskela am liktsor ktsir chitin avlok ktsir saorin. That means ktsir chitin, the time of the beginning of the harvesting of wheat, not of the harvesting of saorin, because wheat is much more chashuv than barley. The Ran explains, and therefore it's ktsir chitin, not ktsir saorin. Toso says that it's mashon from zloshni. Says hakotir with the hey idea hakotir amiyucha the particular kotir that's most impactful and that. That is Ktsir Chitim. And the Ritva says, no, it's Pasha because uh, Saorim is Michael Behema. So if it's, uh, if it's Michael Behema, so then, uh, you know, the, uh, so, so obviously uh, the, the harvest that he's referring to is uh, Chitim, right? We always have Saorim as Michael Behema. That's why the, the carbon of the Sota is uh, with Saorim because uh, Maaseho is Maisa Behema. So we do Michael, is, uh, the, the Maachala is Michael Behema. Someone asked me on Shabbos, it's interesting that we have this concept of Hidur Mitzvah, that Mitzvahs that are beloved to us were Mahadr as much as we can. Do we ever have a concept of like the opposite, like a mitzvah that Yudafka don't want, uh, don't want to have to be doing, that it's a depressing mitzvah, that we dafka make it less muhudar. So he was saying, he was learning Mesach HaSot, and this occurred to him, that we dafka use Michael Behema because it's such a lowly thing. Interesting idea. So anyway, so you have Ketir Chitin, not Ketir Saorim. HaKalafi Makom Nidro, but it depends on when these Manakatsir is in the place when he takes the neder. So therefore, Im Hayabahar, if he took the neder while he was in the mountain, and then he moved down to Abika, the, the Isser is Bahar. The Isser goes until the Manakatsir in the mountain. If he was in a bika at the time that he took the neder, even if he later moved up uh, to a higher elevation, babika, the zman katsir is based on the zman katsir in the bika. Ada geshamim, a person takes a neder until the geshamim, ad sheyehua geshamim, or he says, ad sheyehua geshamim, since ad sheteirei reviyashniya, it's until the second rain, which we'll define in tomorrow's daf exactly when that is. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Omer, ad sheyegiyah zmana shal reviyah. It doesn't have to be the actual second can rain just the Zman of the Revia. The Ran points out over here that Ad Shiyuhu is uh, not Usr until the end of the rain because it's uh, the, the, the how long uh, it is is not known. So it's Ein Zman Kavua. We learned that any time that it's Ein Zman Kavua that even when you say Ad Shiyahei, it's only Ad Shiyagiya. It's only until it starts. And that's that's why our Mishnah is assuming that way. Ad Shiyivsaku Kisham. But if you say until the rain stops, so Ad Shiyetse Nisan Kulo Divre Meir. Meir says, then you have to 
wait until the entire month of Nisan is over because uh, the rain continues until the end of Nisan. Tferes Tzion says, this is Rameel Lushitasu, it's Choshish Lumiyuta. Uh, there's very little rain at the end of Nisan, but it's Choshish Lumiyuta. So that's Rameel Lushitasu. Okay. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Ache Yavara Pesach. That it's, uh, no, just till, uh, till Pesach is over because that's when all the rain in Eretz Yisrael is really over. Tanya Hanoder Adakayitz. A person takes another Adakayitz, Begalil, Viyar Makim, and then he went down to the Amakim. Even though uh, it's a kites already came in the Amakim where it's much hotter, but he's us, the nether is bound by the place that he took the nether, as our Mishnah said. Okay, but from tomorrow we'll pick up from there at the two dots. Have a great day, everybody. Yes,